Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by none other than the best golf app in the business, 18 Birdies. This is the WGC Bridgestone from Firestone Country Club. Let's get to it. All right, folks, thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. This is the WGC Bridgestone 2018 podcast. Pat and I are going to talk a little bit about our horrible RBC Canadian uh, results last week. We're going to talk a good bit about the Ryder Cup. We're going to talk about who's the bigger butthole between Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau. We're going to talk more about the Ryder Cup, and then we're going to talk some more about the Ryder Cup. So if you don't like the Ryder Cup, I suggest you fast forward to like the 33-minute mark. We're going to get into the course breakdown for Firestone Country Club, the South Course, the host of the WGC Bridgestone in Akron, Ohio. We're going to tell you all about the key stats, the golf course, the strategy, the the, the picks that you're going to need. We really get, we really nail down the picks in this one. Who we really, really like, who we really feel strongly about. We talk a good bit about ownership if you're playing in tournaments. And it's crazy. Pat and I never get together on our picks. There's a ton of agreement in this podcast, including shocking agreement. So the vibes are good this week for the Bridgestone. Thanks, as always, for downloading. Be sure and download the 18 Birdies app in the App Store. Use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all lowercase, all one word, to get one free year of premium membership after you play your first nine holes with the app. It's an incredible app, the best golf app in the App Store, whether you're an iPhone, an Android, or whatever user. You need to check it out. Download it. Put in the promo code. Play nine holes. Here you go. WGC Bridgestone. May your screens be green. All right, all right, everybody. It is uh, another Tour Junkies PGA Tour and Fantasy Golf podcast um, brought to you by none other than David Barnett here and my fearless leader back with his oily olive suntan complexion fresh off the beach and vacation, feeling refreshed, revived, rejuvenated. He was rejuvenated before, then he got... Then he lost his rejuvenation. Then he got rejuvenated on vacation. Pat, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. Man, I'm good. You know, that was a great introduction for me there. You called me your fearless leader, which is far from the truth. Did I really say that? Yeah, you did. I don't Um, think I did. I think you literally just heard that. I don't think I said that. No, you called me the fearless leader. Yikes. It's on on record now, and that's not going away. Um, great start tonight for the show. I'm, I'm, that makes me feel really good. Appreciate that. I am rejuvenated. What is juvenated anyway? Juvenation. I don't know, man. Um, you anyway, know, last whatever time we heard is, from am, you I'm on a podcast, good. you were you were you were uh, leaving Planet Tito's and uh, hovering over Earth in a rather foul foul atmosphere. I will say. Um, that was the last time the we heard you on The ozone layer around Planet Tito's. Is uh, I mean, if you just flew through there, the, the the ozone layer, even if you had like some sort of mask on, you 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 would just hmm. be hammered when you hit the the ground. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we obviously had none other than Directv Perry or Pat 2.0, your identical twin brother Chris, who helped me host the show last week for the RBC Canadian Open. And I, I, he, Chris did a fantastic job. I really, I really appreciate Chris. I went back and listened to it. He was so good and so prepared, which I appreciated. You know, well, I'm not used to that. Far, fall too far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think he, uh, I think he got the prepared part of the of the of the sperm in the in the in the sack. You boys shared long long time many many moons ago, but he he did a good job. I, I, the 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 preparation was refreshing, that's for sure. Very refreshing. He had great analysis. Um, he was funny, 
and uh, you could tell how be- how much better looking he was just by listening to him. He was so <laughs> wow. he really? was so yeah yeah. I got a lot of comments like that the, from the I listeners. I listened to the entire show. I don't I don't know if I recall that. Yeah, I got a lot of comments from the listeners on that. A lot of comments. Um, we we I would get them and I deleted them so you didn't see them and I hurt your feelings. But a lot of people said that. The the thing that got me the most was when you said and you're you're talking about him and you, of course you're just throwing all kinds of accolades towards his way and everything and then you said he was more athletic and that's where my that's where the ears perked up and the eyes just kind of widened a little bit and I was thinking wait a second here. There are a lot of things that Chris was that may have been more than me growing up, but athletic was not one of them. Really? Not at all. No. Mm-mm. I mean, I've seen you both shoot a basketball. I think I would give the edge to Chris. Um, I don't think I've... Have I played golf with Chris before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played golf with Chris at the Pinkney Cup. I mean, I think Chris is... Nobody a- would ever give the edge to him. And his golf swing with that huge hitch in the back and everything, he uh, hits it shorter than I do. He'll tell you that, for one. Yeah. I grew up... And we're I'm going back to, you know, this is our, you know, the days when we're playing multi, you know, multiple sports. And I, I played a lot more than he did and a lot better than he did. He played piano growing up. Um, that was his thing. Mine was more the field sports, baseball, mm. soccer, that kind of stuff. Anybody would tell you. I mean, just, hmm. yeah, this is. Well, you both got like the Corey Pavin short knocking gene, apparently, if, if he can't outdrive you. That's pretty bad. You've never that's, played that's with bad. my dad, right? So. I have played with your dad, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have played. That's right. You have yeah. Played. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Chris did a great job. I'll tell you what, we didn't do a great job, and that is picks. Now, he did have some good picks. I had some good picks. But I got to be honest, Pat. I think these are probably the worst numbers we've had ever. Um, they're pretty bad. Don't we lump picked, we into this. We I picked 20. We picked 27 guys, 11 missed the cut. Uh, we did have three in the top 10 and six in the top 25. We typically try to do better than that. I apologize. Um, I, we did our research. Chris did some research. Again, he had some nice calls. I had some nice calls. But, um, yeah, we, we, were not, we, we were not very good. The only thing we got right, or one of the big things we got right, is we got right that Brooks would be in full don't give a, a rip mode, and he was. So we got that right. They got a few other things right, but for the most part, if you listen to us and you did what we said, you likely did not have any green screens. So we apologize for that. We don't get them right all the time. You know, it, it just is what it is. We're, we, that's that's just what it is. So we move on. We move on. Uh, another Dustin Johnson victory. Yawn, yawn for DJ's victory at the RBC Canadian. He just obliterated people. Young um, Hun hung in there a little bit. That was good to see. I had a little bit of him. I did have him right. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was the RBC Canadian. The real the, the real stories were on the other side of the of the big body of water that separates us and Europe, and that was in the beginning of the week. Patrick Reed's complete, you know, just move on uh, on the camera crew of the European Tour. But then everyone forgets about it after Bryson DeChambeau on Sunday just completely melts down and throws a temper tantrum and just in a classless move, you know, totally blows off his playing competitor, McAvoy, who who wins the tournament, who's a journeyman. It was, they were, those were two pretty big storylines and pretty interesting, Pat. You, did you get to see any of that? And what are your takes on those two guys? Listen, it's, it's the WGC Bridgestone. we got a half field this week. We're only going to give you our favorite, favorite plays, and then we're going to be done. So this is what it is. So, Pat, any takes on the Patrick Reed or DeChambeau situation? Well, first I'll start with Reed. <laughs> I, and I did see all of this, by the way. But, but Reed was hilarious to me. I mean, just his... You know, it starts off kind of calm with the caddy sort of like raising his hand up and not really, there wasn't really, and then all of a sudden he stops and then the caddy yells at the guy and then Reed gets in and the change was moving in the pockets, I guess. And then he just makes sure they get all the way off, (laughs) away from him. Like, I don't know how Power move. Total power move. It was. It was was great. I hope he does something like that at the Ryder Cup. (laughs) That would be so awesome. I mean... 
my, my, the thing that was the most douchiest sounding thing he could have possibly said was when he was like, no, you lost your privileges. You go over there. You he said you lost your privileges rattling your change in your pocket. Like yeah, if he didn't sound if he didn't sound like you know like when you're in elementary school and there's like the library tech who's not even she, she he or she is not even a a, a substitute or a, a parapro. They're like just this random library tech person and they like get onto you in the hallway. The hall monitor. Wanna, yeah, and they just <laughs> they they say things. You're just like yeah, whatever. Like you you have as much authority over me as you know the crossing guard, right? That is what he's. It was the dumbest sounding, just dickhole thing he could have possibly said. But, I, you know, I guess there's the debate. Like, I mean, seriously though, like a cameraman on. The, I'm trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, right? Like, if you're a cameraman on the European tour and you've been in, you've been. This isn't your first gig videotaping golf. You know not to do that. Like, you know, you can't rattle change around your pocket. Especially when a guy is standing over a ball, right? And so I do think that it had to have been a little, you know, purposeful on on the, on the part of that on the part of that cameraman. We we know how how Reed and the the Europeans with Ryder Cup uh, tensions do. I feel like it had to have been somewhat intentional. Do you? Well, I mean. I, f- I can see how you th- you can think that because if you're covering golf, and I don't know how long this guy's been covering golf, but you know that's like one of the biggest things you don't do is make noise, much less like change in your pocket. So I think you could you could certainly make the argument that it might have been on purpose because Which, it was yeah. obvious. You know, I mean, he. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was. I still don't. I, I think it was kind of a. I agree that you know the way you know Reed kind of said he did kind of sound like the hall monitor a little bit when, but I don't blame him whatsoever for sending that guy off. Yeah. See, really, I, I think it was. I think it was just a power move, cause, and that's just how he is. Like he just he loves to be in control and that that power move. I I think he could have handled it way better. So what I'm saying is, I think the guy did it on purpose, but I do not think it was worthy, or did it elicit? Should it have elicited the response that it got from Patrick Reed? I think a simple, "Hey man, I, I don't know what you're trying to do, but you can't rattle your change in your pocket while I'm trying to hit. You can go ahead and stop. Thanks. Like yeah, that would have been I could see that. just fine. I I don't I don't. It, he looked like such an idiot when he like sent him off and made the other guy go with him too, and he gave him this lecture. It was so dumb. <laughs> but it was so Patrick Reed. Like that's just Patrick Reed. It is. I get it. I'm just saying like that. Just it further proves what we all know is real. Even though like I like I like to watch. I'll go. I'll say it. Like I love to watch Patrick Reed play the villain. And and two and one week out of every two years, I absolutely adore him. I would shine his shoes i would i would freaking i would do whatever i adore the guy one week every two years but even even in that one week in the back of your mind and in like the depths of your soul you know that you're pulling for a jackass like you're just you just are you're you're eating the 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 poop sandwich and you're you're I, it just it just feels grimy. He's just a bad human. <laughs> I do love to watch him play the villain, and I do I do love to watch him play golf when he gets fired up, and when he I love to watch it. But he's just a bad dude, <laughs> and I that's a little that's a little hard. I think he is. How about the guy? I saw this on Twitter. I didn't make a big deal of it, but and I don't know who it is, but I saw somebody tweet, and I they have to have some connection to uh, my alma mater, Augusta State, because one of the things they said was. If the cameraman really wanted to rile him up, he could have walked over Russell Henley's Scotty Cameron putter, which if you know the story about Russell Henley's Scotty Cameron putter, the story goes that years ago in a collegiate event, uh, Reed stole that putter from a locker room. And yeah. that was a big deal. And so when I saw that guy tweet that, I was like, yo, that is ice cold and very funny. Um, <laughs> I th- yeah, I will say this though that if if that had happened at like the Masters or something, I would have gone nuts too. So I would have thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, maybe it's just because of the entertainment purposes and the 
European Open or whatever it was, but I found myself laughing. Is all I can oh, say. it's funny. It is funny. I mean, when he says you lost your privileges, I'm like, come on. Um, all right, what about the Bryson thing? I mean, you can't. So, so who gets the award if you have to pick one? I, I guess you're going to pick Bryson. Who gets the award for biggest a hole of the week? See, I, you know, this is where I think I was thinking about Bryson today because yesterday I think I texted you and actually my brother asked us about like what what happened and I said how much of it was just so much poor sportsmanship there and I had all these thoughts in my mind and I, I did see it. But then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, he just totally melted down on those last four holes. He was five over, I believe, in the last four holes. So close to winning this tournament with just, you know, a few holes to go, melted down. And then, you know, he's, he's a competitor, and he's, yeah, I know he's quirky, and he's got all these other things, and people want to hate him and everything. And, but I started thinking about it, and I don't know if, I mean, I understand he was pissed off. He shook the guy's hand, and then he turned away. I mean, he didn't, you know, he wasn't like he was going to, I mean, maybe he just didn't feel like exchanging pleasantries and telling this guy who I know had been on tour for like 17-something years or whatever and finally got a win and like hugging him and being his best friend. But this is part of this new kind of golf thing, you know, in the on the tour where everybody feels like everybody has to be best friends. You know, that that handshake, if that had happened maybe like 40 years ago, People probably wouldn't have said a thing. They're Dude, like, that is so not true. And I cannot believe you're saying this. Like, nobody's asking Bryson to give the dude a hand job, but shake his hand for a second, put your hand on his shoulder, and tell the guy who's been balling out there for decades, trying to just say, hey, man, good job, well done. And walk I get off. it. I get if it. That's your son. Here's how I know. Here's how I know. I disagree with you, but I, but if, I, if I that can't were your see son, it. If that were your son and he behaved like that and he walked off the green, you let that go? Just because he gave up five shots in the last four holes, you no, let that no, go? No, probably not. I'm just saying. No, I, you don't. I, I have a. I, I, I feel like after thinking about it, I can understand why he did it. Not, now, I'm not saying that I think it's awesome for the game that he did it or that I think it's great and everything, but I can, I can understand knowing like looking at him as his personality his did you see the video of him on the the practice range session i think it was at the open that came out yes which makes to me it makes it even it makes it further validating he's a freaking freaking crybaby he's a crybaby he's a whiner and 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 he now i think the range video doesn't necessarily show that but he pitched a fit when he lost his lead, he's chucking clubs on the on the on the you know on the golf course. He's showing his butt in front of a bunch of European Tour fans that hey, dude, you may be playing in front of. Like, why don't you get your head screwed on right? Not give these people any more action so that come the end of September they don't have something to razz you about. Like, keep your head together. Show some show the Ryder Cup captains that you can keep your cool amidst some controversy. Play some good golf. If you hit bad shots, it is what it is. And 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 do what the game of golf teaches you to do. From a from a young age, and that is be a good sport, be a gentleman. And if you want to tell me forty, fifty years ago that somebody would have done the same thing, I think that's a complete crock. You're making an excuse for him. Forty, fifty years ago, I think it would have been even even. I think they they despite this whole like everybody be best friends thing, that no one's expecting that from Bryson DeChambeau and Richard McAvoy or whatever his name is. No, no one expects that. There's a lot between what DeChambeau did and being like, you know, buddy buddy on the tour. There's a lot between that. Well, I just think I think the video of him on the on the range, it just showed, like the dude's obviously frustrated with his game right now. He, he's something's working. Something's working on him. And I, I I would love to be inside that brain of his because the dude is such a freak like genius that. I'm sure when he's on, like when we're on the range, like duck hooking balls on the range and just doing stuff. We, if you've played golf long enough, you know that feeling. Like you're just on the range and you literally feel like you've never played the game before. And the, the ball is coming off the club face in a way that you've never experienced. And you're standing there going, what in the world? Well, this guy is so smart, like too smart for his own good. He, he You know, he can calculate everything. So he he can't wrap his mind around What's going on? So he has to walk off and bang his head up against the tent. Like it's it, what a horrible place to be. I am glad that I'm much dumber than he is. <laughs> it, it, that video was hilarious too. But I, you know, I'm just saying that I, I'm not saying that. 
you know, that is like great for the game or something like that. But it's just, I feel like it's being a little bit overblown, I guess. It's, it's taking a guy like Bryson, because everybody in the media and whatever else wants to tell us that we should hate the guy. And so nobody forms their own opinion. They just go ahead and do what, whatever they want to do and say, you know, because that's what the media tells me, I'm going to hate the guy. And I just feel, I feel like sometimes he does get a little bit of a bad rap, and, and it's, you know, because of who he is and how he's just different than everybody else. And I just, you know, I, he was, it was a heat-of-the-moment kind of deal. I, I've been in situations, I'm sure, in an athletic competition where I've, I've probably, hell, I know when I was playing tennis a lot growing up, I was just awful because I'd be so pissed off at myself, had nothing to do with the other person. You know, I don't think it had anything to do with McAvoy. It had everything to do with himself, and he should have probably composed it I better get that. to, to yeah. be able to say, you know, all right, I need to calm down. I know I'm mad at myself, not at my opponent, and he should have probably, but, you know, he's still a young kid, and so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give him a pass on that, you know? That's, that's you know, but it's... It's not like it's great for the game. I'm not saying that. I mean, you should not, that should not happen all the time. But I also don't think that, you know, all these players need to be freaking loving on each other all the time. I mean, I don't care about that. But yeah, anyway, we can move on. I will say, I, I saw uh, somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, made this point, and it is hilarious, and I cannot wait to be there. They said, uh, so I've heard something where, um, Le Golf National, the the host course for the Ryder Cup in, in like sixty days, is building grandstands behind number one that are like two or three times the size of the grandstands at Hazeltine. Oh my! And and we were there at Hazeltine, you know. I mean, and I remember being seeing behind the the, the number one tee box, whatever. And somebody on Twitter was like, if you don't think every European Tour fan is entering the grounds with change in their pocket so that when he steps up on the tee, everyone is rattling change in their pocket. And I cannot wait to see that. Like, that is going to be hilarious. (laughs) I cannot wait to see it. Um, it, It's just going to be, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. Speaking of the Ryder Cup, I want to talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup. So here's here's what we have right now. I want to let, make everybody clear on the timeline. So technically, to earn points to lock in to the top eight on the on the U.S. team, you have this event for the WGC, and then you have the PGA Championship next week. So you have two events left to to earn points to lock yourself into the top eight. After that, uh, Jim Furyk and the captains will make three selections following the conclusion of the Dell Technologies Championship which is, uh, let's see, so you have this week, the PGA, Wyndham, Northern Trust, Dell. So if you don't lock it in after the PGA, you have three more events to, you know, move up the rankings, wow the captains with your, you know, with your play. However, everyone that comes in after that will, will again, be a captain's pick. Points technically won't matter. Then they're going to play the BMW, and one more selection will have to be made. So. You could have six to get that last spot. I think that's important when you're looking at um, you know when you're looking at rankings right now. And so for right now, not a whole lot's changed. The Americans have Brooks, DJ, Reed, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Webb Simpson locked into the top eight. DeChambeau um, and Phil are nine and ten, and they seem kind of tight with Webb and Fowler. Um, and then you have Xander, Matt Kuchar, Kisner, Finau, Harmon, Kevin Na, Aaron Wise, Zach Johnson, Kyle Stanley, and Tiger at number 20. So, Pat, I talked to your brother about this last week. Given the top eight who are in right now, if you're making the captain selections today, who are you picking? Oh, man. Well... I feel like Xander has to be one of them. Wow. Okay. I know he's a I know he's a rookie as far as he's never played, but if you just look at you know what he's done over the last you know year and a half or so, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I it's think impressive. that's it's it's very impressive. Um, I know there's a lot of talk on the camaraderie these guys had at the Presidents Cup and you know whatever else, and but you also got to go off a of play. So I think Xander. Certainly fits that. Um, 
Jeez. You know, I really want... And I heard this the show last week. I mean, I think I, I really want Kiz on this team. I think he still has to show something. It may not come this week, but it's got to come at the PGA Championship and, and maybe some of those playoff events. But I, I think he is definitely in the running because of the fact of how well he played at the President's Cup, his intensity. Everybody always talks about it, how tough he is. So, um, man. But you know what? I think if I'm going with my two captains picks right now, if I this is not me. This is what I think Furick would do based off play. And it would be actually two guys that have never played in a Ryder Cup. It'd be Shoffley and Finau. I want four picks though. All right, Shoffley and Finau. Okay, Shoffley, Finau. Um, I think Mickelson for sure, and I think Tiger gets in there. Okay. So there you go. So Shoffley, Finau, Mickelson, and Tiger. Yeah, I, I can't argue with the. Yeah, I, I can't argue with any of those four. Really, I think it's all very close. Uh, I agree. I mean, I think if you're really looking objectively, it's tough to put Kiz in here right now unless he shows something. You know, another missed cut at the RBC. He's got to show something at the PGA. He's got to play well in those first couple of you know um, playoff events. He's got to show that he's got the game kind of back together. I think. Um, I agree. But I, I, I think for right now, I'm putting Tiger in. I'm putting Phil in. I'm leaving out Kucher. Um, I'm probably gonna go Xander. I don't know. Um, actually, I may not leave out Kucher. I, I may, I may throw Kucher and Finau are a coin toss for me. I kind of feel like you only bring in Xander or Finau. I don't really like bringing in both. Yeah, that um, was the only thing I was thinking of between those two. And I just think Xander has like this killer instinct in him that I don't know that Finau's really had a chance to show off yet. Um, he may have it, but he's just. I want to see like Finau on a President's Cup or in you know play really well in a WGC match play and like really just go after it. But we know Xander's kind of got this this thing about him that he's just kind of a he just kind of he's a gamer and he yeah. he gets up. I mean the guy won the Tour Championship last year. Um, he's he's won you know he won, he's won two two tour events and he's played just as you know he's played just as well in the majors as as Tony Finau has. I think Finau's maybe had a better year this year all in all, but. Xander's popped in majors too, so I, I think that's where I'd go. I think I'd go with Phil, Tiger, Kucher, and Xander. Um, I think, and too, you know, we've obviously talked about Bryson a lot, but I think that obviously it hurts him that he's that he's just has this, you know, persona, and it, I mean it's for a good reason that he's just an individual out there. So I don't, I think there's that. Yeah, no, I think it no, hurts him a lot. Nobody knows how he's going to play. He's going. I feel like in order to make a Ryder Cup team, he's got to play himself on there. He's got to be in that top eight. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to see him on there personally. I, really I don't, don't. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think. I just don't think he's a team type player. So I don't. But no. Nope. But you know what? Who knows? If he plays his way on into that top eight and makes a team, we may see a totally different side of him in the when it comes oh, to Ryder Cup. God, I hope that doesn't happen. Well, speaking of Ryder Cup, we've uh, we announced last week the Brookline Ryder Cup replica T-shirts on sale in the Tour Junkie shop right now. Tourjunkies.com. Check those out. They are fully sublimated, beautiful, very nice replica T-shirts um, of the most infamous Ryder Cup piece of fashion history ever. And you need to get one. We have printed a very limited amount of them. We're saving a lot of them back for the week of the Ryder Cup, so we're only selling a handful. We had a good little response to those last week. So if you, I'll say this: if you're a medium or a large, you probably need to hustle because we're going to run out of those, I think, pretty soon. So, um, and we do have a couple of double X XLs in that one. So for some of you guys who we don't, we run out of those. You, you got your opportunity. I know they're a little expensive, but the process was expensive. They're very rare, limited, you know, could be worth, you know, tens of dollars one day. So um, get you one of those. Uh, and, and listen, here's a, way, here's a way that you can get one. Play in our Fantasy Draft Listener League. We did that last week. Played in a, in a little got a little Listener League going, you know. Uh, we don't do that often, but Fantasy Draft facilitated a little contest for us. It was a two-max entry, $5 buy-in. We're going to do the same thing this week. 
So two max entry, $5 buy-in contest over on Fantasy Draft. If you are, uh, whether you're a member or you're not a member of Fantasy Draft, we will tweet out a link to the contest tomorrow. And you can click on that link and either join um, the, the league if you're currently a member, or you can click on that link and sign up uh, and get you, get you going there. And last week, username axme one A-X-E-M-E-1, won the contest, and not only did he win the money, but he also won a free Brookline t-shirt paid for by Fantasy Draft. So uh, you, you, need to call, you need to get in touch with us and get us your size ASAP, if that's you. Ask me one. Email us, info at tourjunkies.com. Say, yo, I am size this, and we will pull that aside for you before we sell out. If you don't get in touch with us, you don't get the shirt. Sorry, dog. That's how it works. Um, if you want the Chalk Bomb email, we didn't talk about that last week. i got to hit that this week. Nailed the chalk bomb this past week with Jamie Lovemark. You finished like 40-something, not, not that great, um, near 20% owned. It was a good call. Good chalk bomb. If you want the chalk bomb email, it's the best free piece of content you can get on a Wednesday night. Just go to tourjunkies.com. Click on the Contact Us page. Fill that out. Send us an email and say, hey, I want the chalk bomb. And then you're going to get another email sent to you. You're going to need to click in that email and click the opt-in button, and that will put you in the list. Chalk Bomb should arrive sometime around Wednesday evening. It is the best thing to look at uh, before you start building lineups on Wednesday night. I do not suggest you build lineups before reading the Chalk Bomb. It's good stuff. Now, uh, Pat, the last thing I want to do before we get to the course breakdown is work in just a little more fun tonight since we've had a a good little discussion. We have a, a funny iTunes review that I would like to read. Uh, if you, if you all will humor me, um, we get some good iTunes reviews in every now and then. Actually, we've had some bad ones here lately too, which I don't I I don't know I, I don't understand. Like I I guess if we gotten worse, if we've gotten worse, or if you don't like us, I would really love for you to just email us and tell us. And we'll seriously read it and we'll talk to you about it. If you love us, then you can leave an iTunes review. That we would really appreciate that. Uh, but this is a five star review from Balka nineteen. Here's what he says. What can I say about the tour junkies that hasn't already been said about the wheel, penicillin, the iPhone, duct tape, toilet paper with aloe, and vitamin E, or 2000 Tiger? The yin and yang of fantasy golf and PGA content, David and Pat do an incredible job breaking down the fields and talking about only the most interesting things on and about the tour life. Pat does all the heavy lifting with weekly, masterfully worded course breakdowns. (laughs) (laughs) while downing a box of $12 rosé. His deep player insights will have you checking boxes until the wee hours of the night. If you've never heard Pat make the case for why Sam Saunders is a good play at 7,300, then you probably are still a virgin. Speaking of which, Pat will generally take several vows of celibacy throughout the year just to prove his willpower to the masses, as well as focus only on golf and and the latest trends in pleated pants. (laughs) David, on the other hand, didn't even show for the pod this week, probably out shopping for hair gel and white belts while trying to explain to any poor soul who will listen to his theory that Tupac is still alive, which he is. I'm not trying to brag, but ever since I started listening to this podcast, my 401k is up $600 over the last two years, and I won a game of Connect Four against a six-year-old and fell in love with a stripper who likes me for me. Best pod ever. (laughs) Very well done. We appreciate that. That was uh, very, very well done. We have some creative listeners. We do have some creative listeners. And here's what I'm going to say. If you are that creative and you just leave this, these amazing iTunes reviews and we read them on the air because they're that good and they're five stars, you have to be five stars, we will send you a piece of swag just for free. So whoever wrote that, ball, whatever, send us an email, info at tourjunkies.com. We'll send you some swag. Very funny. We appreciate that. We appreciate the feedback. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite humorous. Thanks for listening. Um, all right, Pat, you know what I think? Uh, I think it's time for one of those amazingly worded course previews that, that, uh, that our friend here just talked about. Well, he said masterfully worded. Masterfully worded. Hit so us I'm with some masterful some, words. I'm, I'm about to give you that. Now, I will say this. Uh, you know, I don't, it, it's, this course is, uh, I'm not going to be as detailed as I normally am because I just feel like I don't need to be with this course. We've been here at Firestone for 18 years or 19 years. Um, you know, but fire, so 2018 WGC Bridgestone in Akron, Ohio, Firestone Country Club, the South Course, 7,400 yards, par 70. 
This is not a very exciting course. I'll say that. If you look over the years, there's just not a whole lot of birdies and eagles out here. It typically plays as one of the tougher courses on tour. Um, very difficult, the two par fives. I mean, the first one is is reachable, but still plays pretty difficult. The second on, on uh, or well, hole 16 is just a beast. It's 667 yards. It is a three-shot hole for sure. With water around the green, you're just not going to see a whole lot of birdies here. A lot of people are going to lay up. Uh, fairways and greens are bent grass uh, with a kind of a mix of POA in there. Um, you know, you got seven par fives or par fours here that are 450 plus yards. So playing pretty long there. Again, this a, it's a, a very difficult course. I do think length is an advantage. It's not always, though, that we see, you know, the, the longer guys win this tournament. But, you know, you look at, like, our past chance. We had a Decky last year, DJ in 2016. Uh, both de- have, you know, Hideki's decent link. DJ's obviously a bomber. Shane Lowry was in 2015. You had Rory, a bomber, in 2014. Tiger is the story. 2013 was his last win here. But he has won this tournament eight freaking times. He has incredible course history. Loves this course. I think this is a course where you, you want to look at course history. You want to look at guys that tend to, you know, this course suits their eye. Um, you know, I, it's you mentioned it's a short field event. We only have 73 players this week. I do think you got to take some risk if you're playing GPPs. You want to look at ownership for sure on sites like Fanshare. Um, finishing position is going to be huge. You've got you've to have the winner for one, if you're going to win a GPP this week, because we have, you know, these guys get all four days. There's no cut. Um, you know, for me, stats, I'm looking at par four scoring. Also, being a tough course, I always look at bogey avoidance on tough courses um, and strokes gained approach, but recent form and course history are going to be the biggest weight for me. Um, so there you go. Quick course breakdown this week for the WGC at Firestone. I think if you read up on a lot of uh, stuff about this golf course, you'll notice that it is it is definitely all predicated on how you're driving the golf ball. Mm-hmm. It is tree lined. It's a Parkland style golf course. It's long, so accuracy is important. You know, you got to be in the fairway to attack these greens. These are small greens. They run fast. Uh, you know, guys are going to have to scramble their way around these greens. They're they're uh, you know they're not the easiest to hit. And and with it being a longer, you know, Pat mentioned the par fours. You're going to have longer irons in if you're a short knocker. So uh, accuracy is important. But I, I'm with you. I think length is definitely an advantage. When you look at the past champs here, you can see that trend um, as well. So long and accurate, which obviously is a is a big advantage anywhere. Um, but so I'm really weighing strokes gained off the tee and preferably with a bomber. So if I've got it, I don't know. I just think I, I, I do think the rough, the, the rough is, is not easy here, but I also don't think it's, it's brutal. So depending on the player, I, I, I'm just going to lean bomber a little more so than accurate. I mean, but however, if you look at a guy like Zach Johnson, Matt Kuchar, a couple of guys who don't hit it as long that have tremendous, you know, course records here over the last five or so years. Um, so it's not that a short guy can't win, but I, I do think that you're going to want to lean bombers. Um, so I'm looking at that. I'm looking at, uh, you know, strokes gained approach as always is, is again, important. And again, course form and or course history and recent form and ownership. I think so. I'm less on stats this week. I'm really just strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach, and um, maybe a little bent grass putting splits. If you got some guys who putt better on bent grass, especially fast bent grass, that's something to look at. But I'm not weighing that too heavily. It's really off the tee, um, course history, form, and ownership. So. Uh, I think the ownership is going to be a huge component. So the chalk bomb Wednesday night, FanshareSports.com on Wednesday night, checking out who's getting talked up. They're uh, taking the pulse article with Logan will be up Tuesday late or maybe Wednesday. Uh, he'll have ownership projections out as well. They got their new lineup builder tool, FanshareSports.com. You can join monthly for less than like ten bucks. Uh, super easy to do. They you can if you join, you also get NFL, which is upcoming. So if you play NFL DFS and GPPs for the NFL, you can work that in. 
it's an easy, easy $10 spend to kind of get a gauge on who's getting talked up. And I think more so than any week, you, if you're going to play money, you know, if you're going to play a significant, you know, a normal part of your bankroll on a week like this, you're going to need to pay attention to that. Um, See, are you no, playing a normal part of your bankroll? I'm not because I had such a crappy week last week. Such a crappy week last week, and I'm just irritated. I'm going to be traveling. But if you um, weren't irritated and traveling and whatever else, would you? If skip? I weren't, I. No, I probably I probably scale it down a little bit. You and I have done this since we started. We started this in 2015, and we've we've done this. I feel like every year, like. I know there's some guys that love to play in events like this, and pl- they'll play the same amount of bankroll or more. I'm just not that guy. Like I, I would just prefer not to. I, I'm I just, just excited knowing I'm going to get six of six. <laughs> right, the way <laughs> things have gone gone this summer, it seems like. But uh, but plus, you know, what do you think? Too. I mean, I think there is there is some withdrawal risk for some of these guys. Like I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't. I mean, WGC events. I mean, everybody gets paid. So I guess I guess though you still get paid even if you hit a shot and yeah because I mean, Daniel Daniel Berger did that a couple of weeks ago or a couple of years ago hit one, hit his tee shot and then withdrew from a WGC and took his forty thousand dollar check and went home. I don't know I'm not I'm not that I don't see anybody on here with like tremendous withdrawal red flags but um I, I'm not playing as much just because again like my week last week and I am traveling by the way I'm traveling to New York uh, in about eight hours nine hours i'll be boarding a plane be in new york for the week um i'm trying to play golf on saturday morning trying to play golf on saturday morning i've had i had a couple connections i tried to work up and they fell through so uh i've got some people with me that are also going to play so if, if anybody's got some connections with golf in new york look me up i need to play early in the morning so hit us up twitter or email shameless ask right there shameless ask uh Big shout out to Shipsticks too. They hooked me up. If you're going to be traveling, uh, we have a promo code for Shipsticks. Twenty percent off. Tour junkies, all one word is your promo code. Twenty percent off. Shipsticks. Way safer than an airline. Okay. Um. All right, Pat. Well, let's let's get into some picks. You ready for that? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Um. I'll make this short and sweet. I'm not playing anybody over ten grand. Wow, nobody over here. Nope. Nobody nope. strikes your fancy up there to play. No, I mean, here, here's what I'm doing. I, tonight on, on tonight's podcast, I want to give you my very favorite plays, and I am going to mainly talk through GPP, who I think could be possibly lower-owned pivots in a 74-man field, no-cut event. So of these guys up top, um, I think they could all do quite well. I'm sure they will. But now I don't think Spieth can, is going to play well here. I don't trust Spieth's driver at Firestone. Um, however, I think everybody else, if you want to play him, great. I'm fading all of them. Well, I'll say this. I think you, because I've said already that I think that you do have to have the winner in your lineup for a, a GPP for sure. I feel like one of these guys up here over 10K can definitely win. And I think. The guy that's probably going to be the lowest owned of these is going to be Ricky Fowler. And so I like Ricky right at the bottom there at 10K. So, I mean, he's got, you know, he's got four straight top tens here. He's gained 33 strokes in those last five, in the last five events here. Recent form is pretty good. So I feel like, you know, and and I think his ownership, again, like I said, might be a little bit lower. So I do like Fowler. I'm going to play Tiger. I always thought this year that if he was able to make it into this tournament, this could be the tournament that he won because obviously he's won it eight freaking times. He loves it here. He played incredibly well at the Open if it wasn't for some, you know, a few bad shots here and there. I like him on courses where, you know, he's he's comfortable on. I mentioned that before. I think that, you know, he obviously has shown that here. So I like Tiger and Ricky. I'm going to play them both. Hmm. I don't think Ricky's going to be the lowest stoned. I think Speed's going to be the lowest stoned. But that's I don't just know. Me. Coming off of what he did, I know he had a bad Sunday. But yeah, you're, you're terrible at ownership, though. But yeah, five holes in on Sunday at the Open, I thought he was going to go win that freaking tournament running away. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't did, happen. He did what he does. He did what he does. Well, yeah, maybe what he does this year. 
Yeah, well, uh, um, all right. So good for you. Uh, all right, in so the nine, there you go. So you go go hit hit us up with the nine K range since you've got to have somebody in here. <laughs> I have two guys in the nine K. Uh, both I think are going to be lower owned for nine K range. I, I do think this will be a popular range, but I'm going to go John Rom at ninety six hundred. Uh, he's fourth both in the last twelve rounds and in the last twenty four in strokes gained off the tee. Iron play hasn't been as sharp, which is somewhat concerning. Hadn't been as great. Uh, missed the cut at the uh, at the Open Championship, obviously, uh, which wasn't great. But um, I'm going to play him anyway. He's he's checking he's checking the box. He finished 28th here last year. Just the, that strokes gained off the tee number, the potential low ownership, his ability to score over four rounds, even on a difficult golf course. In the value at 9600, I will, I will, I will take some John Rom. The last guy I'm going to have in here at 9K is Henrik Stenson. I really, really like Stenson here. He's top 13 and stroke. He's 13th in both uh, 12 and 24 rounds on strokes gained off the tee. He is 28th in proximity and, and strokes gained approach over the last 12 rounds. So the irons are dialed in. He's got a fantastic history of Firestone. Firestone just seems like one of those places he should have a victory. I mean, he he can hit that little three wood, three ten, three fifteen. You know, keep it in the fairway. He's got the length. Uh, and in the last four years, he's gained nearly thirty two strokes on the field in the last four years, including a seventeenth last year, a sixth in twenty fifteen, a nineteenth in twenty fourteen, and a second in two thousand thirteen. Um, I, I, you know, coming off of a thirty fifth at the Open, so I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know. I think everybody, you know, Molinari is going to be popular, especially in large field GPPs. Uh, Fleetwoods, you know, played well at the RBC Canadian again. Uh, I, I just think maybe Rom and Stenson go not under the radar. They're not going to be. They're not going to be sub ten percent, but they're just going to be kind of middle of the road. So I, I, I'm going to pull for those guys in GPPs. Yeah, I, I think it'd be hard to see. Rom could be sub now you know with me and ownership the Rom could be sub ten percent in a GPP but not Stinson. Um, but Stinson is my favorite play in this category. I love him. I'm totally with you there. I mean he is definitely checking all those boxes that you mentioned. So I think you know I have him as my favorite play here. Other than that, I really don't have anybody else in this range. Um, okay. I do think I th- think you can make an argument for Day. I think he'll be lower owned, um, and I'm not going to hate you for playing him. Obviously, Malinari's been playing is the hottest golfer in the world, but I'm going to fade him this week just because. I mean, why not? Freaking, you know, World Golf Championship. There's just no. I mean, you got to fade somebody, and he's you know he's probably going to be extremely high owned. So yeah, that won't happen. All right, well, I have three guys in the 8K range. I told you, I'm, I'm only going to give you the guys I like the most. Okay. But there's four guys I really want to talk about. So let me give you my three guys, and then I want to talk about one guy in particular. I, I We nailed Brooks last week on DGAF mode, okay? This is one of those weeks where Brooks comes back and wakes up and says, oh, wait a minute, WGC, you know, a lot on the line in terms of money, big name, big field, big stage event. Um yeah, I think I'll I think I'll show up for this one. Jenna, you stay home, okay? Let me focus, right? I, I think Brooks at eighty nine hundred, incredible value, checks the box, top ten in twenty four and twelve rounds over the last twelve and twenty four rounds, and strokes gained off the tee, checking the box and strokes gained approach and proximity, seventeenth here last year, sixth in twenty fifteen. Uh, you know, like I said, coming off the miscut at the Canadian and the 39th at the Open, so maybe some folks like, eh, I don't know, I'm kind of out on Brooks, not really liking liking the old, old Brooksy at the moment, but I think at 8900, like Rom too, tremendous scoring potential over a guaranteed four rounds, uh, has all the length in the world that he needs and the short game around these tight, fast greens. Give me Brooks as much as possible. I'll, I'll have a ton of him. Um, Patrick Cantlay at 8,200. Now, Cantlay, you know, earlier in the year, everybody's favorite play. It I, seems like I cannot believe that you're going this direction. It seems like it seems like a lot of people kind of fell off the Patrick Cantlay bandwagon here lately. He did finish 12th at the U.S. at the British Open. Uh, he's never played here before, 
but checks the box in strokes gained off the tee and top 10 in approach and proximity numbers. I think Cantlay is quite an interesting GPP play. He was around 5% owned at the Open Championship. If you said that, you know, prior just prior to the Masters, you'd have jumped all over that. Everybody's been all over him. But he was 5% owned at the Open, quietly gets a T12. Now he comes to another golf course where it is ball striking, right? It is it is length in the fairway and an iron play into small greens, and I think that has Cantlay all over it at 8,200. I'm a big Patrick Cantlay believer Are, in GPPs. Ha- what? Did something happen while I was on vacation? Are you David? Hmm. Are you David? Is this David? Yes, this, this is David. This is not his identical twin. Yeah, why? What, what's going on? I'm just wondering. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I I had Cantlay as, as one of my favorite plays this week, and oh. I felt like you were going to, like, just rail into me that I was, you know, I don't <laughs> no. understand. I'm kind of confused love right now. I love the play. Um, right. Finally, finally at, in the 8K, I'm going to go Tony Finau, and that's the chalk that I'm eating right now. I mean, I, I think Finau is going to be – very highly owned. I just think you play him. He checks the box and off the tee. He's obviously, um, you know, been in pretty good form here lately. Uh, first big WGC event, I believe, for Tony Finau. I think it's a great spot for him. Again, we talked about strokes getting off the tee and distance being a factor. I think it's a great spot for Finau. Um, so I think he's just a no-brainer at 8K. So I think Cantlay is a good pivot in GPPs. Finau at 8K is, uh, is, is the chalk I'm eating. Now, I do want to talk about one other guy. And then I want to get to your picks. Who, who do you think it is? Justin Thomas. Yes. I am 100% on the fade train of Justin Thomas. Are you? Uh, I am actually. I mean, you know I, my reasons for it. Or yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot from him lately. Obviously, um, no, we haven't. If you're looking at stats, he does check the box for you, and I know he, he will for anybody. And strokes gained off the tee. What I looked at though, looking at greens and regulation and driving accuracy as well, he's 44th in the field, which is obviously near the bottom in greens and regulation, 67th in driving accuracy. I just I don't see it from him right now. And I feel like this is a sucker price for him at 8800. Yeah, well, it, okay. I mean, I think at 8,800, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, we haven't seen Justin Thomas at 8,800. I mean, I didn't do the research today, but I'd be interested to see. I'm sure there's a website out there that has it. Maybe FanshareSports.com has it. But I would be interested to see when the last time he was 8,800. It might have been, like, early 2016 or even 2015. For any event, major, WGC, I don't care how stacked the field is, to have Justin Thomas at 8,800 is interesting. So, I mean, you have to either, to me, you have to either be overweight AF on Justin Thomas. So if he's projected at 30%, you need to be like 50 or 60 or more, or you need to 100% fade him in, in tournaments. At 8,800, it's an incredible steal for a major champion, a multiple winner, a bomber off the tee, a guy who can score, a guy who shows up in big events. It's an incredible price on him. But I agree. I mean, if you look in the last... Now, here's what's interesting. If you look on Fantasy National, in the last 24 rounds, he's eighth in the field in strokes gained off the tee. If you take out the back 24 rounds and just look at the last 12 rounds, he's 55th. He's losing a half a stroke total in strokes gained off the tee, and he doesn't check the box in proximity or or strokes gained approach. Um, He missed the cut at the open, like you mentioned, and his best finish here is a 28th last year. I mean, if you get a 28th out of him at 8,800 this this week at 30% ownership, you probably shouldn't just you just shouldn't have played him. Like he's not doing anything for you, and he's not doing anything for everybody else if you fade him. If he gets a 28. So he is such a, this is a trap player to talk about when you're talking about what we do with trying to pick, make plays. He's going to be the one guy, the most polarizing guy this week where all the trolls and whoever else are going to come out and say, 
Oh my god, you totally f that up. You didn't, you know, if he does well or good or bad. It's going to be just like... Well, I don't think it's a trap. Because I think a trap indicates a player who... I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's too good of a player it's not to a ever trap. be called a trap. I guess you're right there, but it's just... I don't know. It's it going to be hit or miss yeah. with him. And Like I said, you need to be on one side or completely on the other. You don't need to be in the middle. You do not need to have, like, in your player pool, you don't need to have, like, 20% Justin Thomas. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see his projected ownership come Wednesday night on FanshareSports.com and Roto Grinders. You know, maybe he ends up being the easy chalk bomb, and Ben will get us all these reasons why we shouldn't play him, which we basically just gave you. But it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what happens with him. Yeah. All right, who else do you like in the AK range? Well, I like Paul Casey right there beneath uh, old JT at, at 8,600. You know, we just haven't seen a whole lot of this of him this year. Well, not this year, but the last couple of months. He's taken a, a good amount of time off. Um, but I like that price. He was seventh last week at the European Open. Um, so I feel like he, and he's obviously been extremely solid all year, year long. So I like some Paul Casey. Also, Bubba Watson, who plays this course. Very well. I mentioned this when he won the Travelers. I always want to be on Bubba on courses that he is comfortable on. I think that's key with him. Whenever you're going to take Bubba, take him on courses that he loves to play. And this is one of those courses that I feel like he he does well on. He had a second here um, back in 2015, almost won. He's, you know, last two years he's finished T14, T17. He's gained 26 strokes on the field. So I think Bubba can play this course well, and I think he likes it. And so that, to me, is always a formula to play him. So I do like some Bubba. And then the last for me was going to be Cantlay, and, which you already talked about and we, we mentioned. So I think those are my, my plays in this 8K range. All right, I want you at the 7K range so I don't steal any more of your place. Oh, man. So 7K is tough for me. Um, you know, I think that there is, there's obviously, uh, you know, a, a, a ton of great players here. You know, we got our boy Bryson. I'm not going to be on Bryson. I know you, I know you oh, probably, good. you probably will be, but actually he's over 7,500. I don't have a ton of plays because you know what? I like Adam Scott. I'm oh! going to, I am going to suffer through Adam oh. Scott once again this week and Whoa. play him at 7,500. Great course history. He's gained 25 strokes over his last five events here. That includes, what, two top 10 10 finishes, T13 last year. You know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to play him. It's it's one of those events where I feel like he'll probably be lower owned anyway. So I'm going to play some Scott. It's just going to be freaking great. Or it's going to be awful. And I'm going to play your buddy. And my buddy, my favorite new guy on tour, Thorbjorn Olsen at 7,500. Look, had a top 10 last year here. He's been in good recent form. He's in top top 20 in the field in par 4 scoring. Also top 20 in bogey avoidance, which I mentioned is is key on tough courses. So I like some Thunder Bear this week as well. You got to like him this week. You can't go against him. Because he he's he's like your nemesis, I guess. So you just gotta you gotta maybe fall to to the Thunder Bear. You're making absolutely no damn sense right now. Uh, he is my nemesis, which means you typically don't go against him. No, because this uh, time I'm very upset to... with him right now, and I'm not playing him. He he did not check boxes for me anyway, so I'm not playing him. You know, the other guy that I think is going to be probably probably be pretty popular is Kevin Chapel. He's obviously in good. You think form. I don't? I don't know if people are still like fully believing that Kevin Chapel was like kind of back. Well, you know, he had that he had that good finish at the Open. He's been really good here. I mean, at the last two years at least, he was third back in 2016. He was 13th in 2000 or last year in 2017. I feel like some people are going to want to play Chapel, and I don't. I, I can't argue with you for playing him. I mean. That's that's pretty good. My wild card here, you're going to hate this play, and I'll love it. Charles Schwartzel It's 7,200. I'm going to hmm. play him this week. I think he's going to be low-owned. We haven't seen a whole lot of him, but he was top 10 last week. Uh, he's got great course history here. So I think Charles is 
very much worth a play in GPPs um, at 7,200. All right, so I'm going to give you uh, – there, there's some guys in here I don't mind, but I'm going to give you two of my favorites. I'm just going to give you two. In the entire 7K range, I'm going to give you two favorites. I'm going to give you the first one, then I think you're going to be surprised by the second one. The first one at $7,400 is Byung Hunan. Coming off the, the, the good finish uh, this past week, I think, you know, with a second-place finish, 51st at the Open Championship, not fantastic. This is his third WGC at, the Fire, at Firestone. Um, not great finishes, so that may throw a few folks off, but I do like the form. He does check the box and strokes gained off the tee. 7,400, Hundy probably coming in, you know, 10 to 12%, maybe at the most. I think I'll take Byung Hunan. He checks more boxes than freaking Thunder Bear, that's for sure. Um, now, the second play that I think is going to shock you, Pat, and, and again, I, we do not talk about our picks beforehand, and I had two plays in here that were my favorites. Number one is Byung Hunan, but my most favorite play is Adam Scott at $7,500. That is crazy. Yes. He does check the box in strokes gain off the tee and proximity, strokes gained approach. A great course history here. Absolutely fantastic course history here. Um, you know, and, and a 17th finish at the Open. And and I think I think the, the anchored putting style that he's gone back to, and yes, I did say anchored because it's really hard for you to convince me that he's not actually anchoring that club on his chest. I think that's BS. But yeah. uh, I, I think it's a BS rule to begin with, so I don't care that he anchors it, but it's hard for you to tell me he's actually not anchoring that golf club. Uh, I think with the, new, with, with the putting stroke kind of being more comfortable for him, I think that's going to help Adam Scott a lot, and I think he's going to be fairly low-owned just because he's Adam Scott, and that's how he's been lately. So I'm in on it, man. I think for GPPs, you play Adam Scott. You get four rounds of his butt. You know, he needs the points. He needs he needs to finish well. He needs to have a good tournament. Yeah, and I so, definitely like him in a four four round event where you you know we don't have to yeah cuts you know suffer through the cuts well on on, th- on Friday. If you get a good form, uh, box checking recently. You know, automatic four round, desperately needing points for FedEx Cup and everything else. Adam Scott, you play him. Like I think it's a great and low owned. I think it's a great play. I think it's a great week to play Adam Scott. You know, it's quietly a seventeenth place finish at the Open. You know, I, I think I think it's a, I think the putting stroke is a big deal for him right now. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you three plays in the six K. I'm gonna give you my one and done. We're gonna button this up. Uh, I'll give you my I'll give you my favorite play last. Uh, I like Brennan Steele and Kiradek at sixty nine hundred. Both checking the box and strokes gained off the tee. Both checking the box in approach uh, proximity numbers. Um, you know, Kiradek played here a couple times. Not great finish. Brennan Steele played here for the first time last year. Finished tied for twenty fourth. Um, you know, both made the cut at the open. Neither one of them did anything real significant, but they're checking boxes for me. And so I think I think they'll both be relatively low owned. Uh, Kiradak actually ranks really high for me in in terms of stats. So at sixty nine hundred, I like both of those boys. Um, but my favorite play by far is a guy who has missed his last two cuts and he's never played in a WGC event. But at $6,700, Aaron Wise is an interesting play. Give me a, a PGA Tour winner, a guy who absolutely nuts the golf ball off the tee and can gain strokes with distance. As long as he can hit a few fairways, he's aggressive, which you want in a four-round no-cut event. You know, First WGC, big stage, wants the points, wants the paycheck. Love the motivation factor at 6,700 for a guy like Aaron Wise. He's my favorite play in this range and the guy that I'll have the most exposure to in the 6K. That is it for me. I'm done. Out. Wow. Okay, well, I have two guys here, and one of them you already mentioned. I'm totally in with you on Brendan Seale. I think he is certainly worth a play at 6,900. The other is a guy that I just can't ever get you to play, and that's Anurban Lahiri at 6,800. No, I think you cannot get me a, to play him. He is a solid play. The guy's just week in and week out. I mean, he just he's just very solid. So I, I like him at 6,800. I will play him this week. And other than that, I don't really. I mean, I'm not going to play a lot of guys here in the 6K range. Um, yeah, just, just not a whole lot that's really popping for me there. So. 
Um, all right, Pat, we got to get to one and done. Now, I am officially $87,000 behind you in the Guff's Corner one and done challenge yeah, for the I year. Screwed, just because I screwed up last week. Well, okay, well, for the record, you had, yes, you did have a no pick last week. I've had two no picks for whatever reason. I don't know why. I've had two in the year. So, whatever. Um, but yeah, you did have a no pick. It's your responsibility. You're on vacation. You screwed the pooch. Now, granted, I, I, I got Tommy Fleetwood who earned like 40 grand. So it wasn't like I like ran away with anything. So I'm $87,000 behind you. We have seven events left in the one and done challenge. I'm going to use, um, I think a stud and a guy that I feel comfortable with taking in a no cut event who can score but i think has the upside to win this event i'm taking john rom as my one and done you haven't taken rom yet nope i checked today have not taken rom wow yep okay um well a guy i have not taken yet and i'm gonna take this week is are you sure you haven't taken him i'm fairly certain i have not taken this guy and Mm. that's gonna be brooks kepka Ooh, taking a little little Brooksy, huh? Little Brooksy, fresh off a of DGAF mode. Yep. Okay. That's what's gonna happen? Okay, I like it. I like the I like the call. I think that's uh, I think that's I think that's a good call. Sounds good, man. Hey, we will be back next week. We'll have the PGA Championship next week. It's the final major of the year. We're gonna have a great show for you there. Um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be way better than this than this show. That's for sure. Way better. Yeah, it will be for sure. Um, so yeah, get get geared up for that. Tell your friends. Leave us a great iTunes review. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the Tour Junkies podcast. May your screens be green way more so than they were last week when it was Chris's all Chris's fault. All right, all Chris's fault. DB, see ya! Out! It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're gonna do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We wait to fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.